Alright guys, welcome to another edition of the Ringmasters Podcast. My name is Austin and I'm joined here today with my good buddy here, Chad. What's up guys? And yeah, so we are also joined here by a good guest calling in from Skype. So this should be fun. <laughs> uh, we got my good friend that I met online on Twitter, um, my good friend Greg Kirby. Hello. And we had no technical difficulties not at, at all, all doing this. We didn't spend, None. No, None not at all. Fine. We didn't spend a half an hour trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> Absolutely not. But yeah, so yeah, we um, we we just came off of the go home shows for Survivor Series, which is. Been built up very crazy, like honestly, it's been it's probably been one of the craziest build ups to a Survivor Series I've ever seen. Right, and you know, and as I said before, well, you know, I've n- I have not been this excited for a Survivor Series pay uh, pay per view probably in like the last lifetime I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> it's just been, it's, it's it's always kind of just been the lowest of yeah, the big four. Yeah, but now yeah. the way that they're building up, like. Like this is probably one of the most exciting, most excited I've been for a five-on-five elimination match. Now, granted, the other ones like last year's have been like very good. Yeah, oh, yeah. They haven't oh, built yeah. them up as well as they have now. Right, and it's it's weird too. You you would think you know a show with only one championship match on the card, like you would think I would you'd have no interest for it. Exactly. But like Not I don't know. Even on the actual card, it's on the kickoff show. Right, and I I don't know. I'm I am excited to see what happens with the show. Yeah. yeah, me too. But yeah, I mean, it's the Raw and SmackDowns have just been ridiculously crazy. And um, Greg also came off of seeing a Ring of Honor house show, or was it a TV taping? TV taping, yeah. All right, so that's even better than what we got. We got a we got a house show, uh, Soaring Eagle. I mean, Cup. you got a tournament. Based yeah, we did. In your area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we were we weren't expecting anything, honestly, because no, it's, it's in such a weird area. Yeah, I. I, I made a joke before the show started. I was like, I wonder if they're just going to all these random miscellaneous towns and being like, oh, here we're in, you know, Tequamanon, Missouri, and we're here for the Tequamanon Cup. And if they just have like a, a plastic trophy in the back that they just pass around, uh, who's winning it today? <laughs> or, but, like, uh, yeah, or like one of those ones that you that you can like buy online that like you fit inside yeah, your hand. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like, you have like a little expo marker, you just write like D- Lakeland Cup. There we yeah. go. Yep, there yeah. you go. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, like going into Monday Night Raw, we had um, Stephanie, which oh my god! I mean, Greg, I don't know if you're on with me on this because, like, I say that yeah, Greg's, I mean, uh, Stephanie's heel work is is strong, but she doesn't get come up in, so it's just like it's just like here she goes cutting another superstar's balls off. I I will say, you know, I was fully involved on Ron SmackDown. I watched him. However, when Stephanie McMahon came out, I did leave to get food. I, I did I did leave, went to my fridge and put in some food because I was like, oh, it's just gonna be her eviscerating Kurt Angle. I don't need to hear this. I know where this goes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've we've already heard, we've already seen McFoley. Why not do it to the Olympic gold medalist? Because yeah. there's no limits for her. God, who's next? Next year, rest, at Raw after WrestleMania 34. The new Raw general manager, The Undertaker. Same thing this time around. Just <laughs> you call yourself the dead man? <laughs> I just killed the dead man. The only thing dead around here are these ratings. <laughs> Mark. <Ugh. laughs> yeah, Mr. Oh, Calloway. <laughs> yeah, it was Why like... Why don't you just go home to your wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, like, can we? can we... Can we once, I, I tweeted this out, I'm like, can we once have an opening for Monday Night Raw where Stephanie McMahon doesn't just belittle someone, like our general manager? Can that happen once? Because I would have loved that so much if we could just for once not have that. And between her eviscerating Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's horrible acting ability, like, it was pretty uncomfortable to sit through. I like, mean, I, I, Kurt does good promos, but when they're so exactly. forced like they are nowadays, yeah. like, it's just, it's so obvious. Yeah. Kurt is much better when you give him, like, just the basics, yeah. and then he can run Yeah, exactly, but, like... Like, were you saying last week the whole, like, Finn, Joe, stop, stop! Survivor Series is the one night a year. Yeah, Probably exactly. 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 That's exactly what I was like. Like, he's impassioned, then and then it's like, Robot script, robot script, mm-hmm. and, and then, like it's like, it's just so easy to spot. It's so easy to spot, and I mean it's just like, and you can see that in other superstars too. It's just like these horribly forced script promos that they constantly go with, and it's just like you have the ability to edit, you know? Yeah, like, well, and, and go ahead. 
Yeah, it's just like you have the ability to edit these segments for your video packages to your heart's content, yet you still force the need to have these promos be so overly scripted. Yeah, and it, and it's and well, I was gonna say it, it sucks because like it's I feel like it's all about oh what what slogan can we get over and put on the what poster? Can, yeah, what can we put on a T-shirt? Yeah, or a hashtag under yeah. How have we? I'm, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a t shirt of that yet. I'm sure they'll sell those at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. They'll have like. Say, it'll be like. It'll have like the SmackDown Raw logo and then on the back. It'll be hashtag under siege, I feel. I, or something. I want to get that one shield shirt that they had. Uh, oh, the God. Half shield, half <laughs> Raw shirt that looked atrocious. Kurt, I mean, it's it seems that Seth Rollins just likes sewing shirts together because <laughs> this is the second time that he's sewn a Raw and Raw shirt to one of his shirts. Because <laughs> he had Seth freaking Rollins sewed onto yeah. a Raw shirt, I think, last year. You know, if he doesn't if it doesn't work out as a wrestler, he has always a career as a tailor or a seamstress. For he'll be Seth. he'll be the new costume director yes. for WWE. Seamstress <laughs> Seth, they'll call him. <laughs> Taylor made. Taylor Tyler. Oh, I like Taylor Black. <laughs> that works. That's his new. That's gimmick. your that's your new gimmick. <laughs> he just comes out in like a smock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, book it now. Just book it now. <laughs> and while sh- and while Dean Ambrose and Roman are beating people up, he just sits in the middle of the ring with a ni- with knitting, knitting needles, needles and just starts knitting. <laughs> when I get done with this blanket, oh man! And you then just someone, wait. someone comes on. Someone comes up to Seth in the back and he's sewing. And he's like, "Seth, you have a match tonight." No, I want to watch my stories. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie B. Little's uh, Kurt Angle. I'm sorry. The- I, I just keep picturing Seth Rollins watching General Hospital. I, I understand. I understand it's funny, but we got to get back onto this. He's We're professionals. A with it, with like knitting needles. <laughs> exactly. That would be a good weapon to use. Actually, just a knitting knitting needle to the face. That Oof. would that would be hardcore. But yeah, Stephanie McMahon, B. Little's Kurt Angle, to the point of nearly firing her him until the Shield comes out, which I found it kind of funny that. After the shield left, that she didn't just realize, just be like, okay, thanks, shield. Kurt, you're fired. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Just decided, oh, because the shield comes out, I'm not going to fire you again anymore. Or be like, <laughs> you dare interrupt me? You know what? You're fired too. Like, I don't need the shield. <laughs> I am the shield. <laughs> I, you know what? She. What would have been better is that um, if she would, is like, for you coming out, I should fire you too. And then like Roman or Seth or Dean goes, if you fire us, Raw doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. That would have been a great line. It's just a matter of fact that the Shield has built themselves up as the 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 key people of Monday Night Raw, as they later showed on SmackDown last night. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Kurt, they Shield comes out and um, Steph immediately starts belittling the Shield, like where the hell have you guys been? And only Roman is gets the opportunity <laughs> to actually like go back at her. Like Seth and Dean are just kind of twiddling. Seth and Dean are kind of twiddling their thumbs as she's as she's beating into him. So the Shield ends up officially challenging the New Day, which the New Day then accepts on Twitter. So we are getting the Shield versus the New Day. Oh, I am so good. beyond hyped That's for that match. So good. Who? Which I New Day member? Six mans. Yeah, highlight. It's it's basically like the Shield versus the Wyatts again. Like though that it's, it's I haven't had that much of a buildup for. a for a faction battle, but a bit other than that, yeah, and you know, I, I said before, you know, before I was convinced that it was going to be, you know, the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. I, I, I thought that it was going to be. I thought Shield and New Day was like a combination of like maybe like the Bar and like another tag team were going to be like the traditional elimination match. But I'm much, ha- I'm much more happy that they went with the six man route instead. I feel like it's a lot less cluttered just yeah, to too. have those two go at it. Agreed. All right, so which uh, which new day member is eating the pinfall Sunday? Oh, you th- oh yeah, because we're 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 basically convinced that the shields win. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Kofi. Um, you know, I think Xavier Woods because I feel like Big E's not taking the fall, and I also feel like Kofi Kingston can also is also not taking the fall. Um, I think we're, I read somewhere we're split evenly here because I say Big E. Oh, really. Man. Really, I think you would make the biggest impact if the Shield were to triple power bomber then pin the biggest member. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, really, only Roman would be able to do that. So I mean, it would it would make sense for that to happen. I just I just feel like that um, they would have like a smaller one of the smaller ones yeah. take the loss, so that way it doesn't make the New Day look too weak. Yeah, I feel like anytime that, they that's need, a good point. Anytime they need to take have New Day take a loss, usually it's Xavier Woods taking the pinfall. 
Yeah, which is which I don't like because Xavier is my favorite member of. New oh, he's Day. my favorite. He's my favorite too. Same. I would much I would much rather Kofi take the pen because Kofi. I feel like Kofi out of those three could eat the most pens. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just for him being a veteran of the yeah. of the game, like in Biggie and Xavier, especially being the new guys for, yeah. in terms of that. Well, even then, there's they've been around for a while. I mean, there's that great line that three of them had. I don't know if we want to mention it yet, but about just Kofi's experience versus theirs two. Do you, that, the, um, the, that, that title reigns thing? I didn't actually hear that. Yeah, neither did I. They were talking to uh, the Shield, and it was like the Shield has, I think, there were like thirteen title reigns with the three of them. Well, guess what? The New Day is twenty-seven, but like all of them are Kofi's. <laughs> that is true, yeah, because you see, he had multiple U.S. title reigns, a couple tag title reigns. Did, did they add that part in? They're all Kofi's, but that's besides the point. That would have been a funny thing to add. <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, I think um, they they called them old. I'm pretty sure they're like, yeah, like all of them are Kofi's, and then Kofi's like, yeah, you're, like, yeah, you're old, man. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he is the dad of the new of the new day. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, going into that, then we we were looking for the final member of Team Raw of the women's Team Raw, and it was Bailey versus Mickey James versus Dana Brooke, and and no no page return, which I was fully expecting to happen. Yeah, no page like, no page return for Raw or SmackDown, which was weird because it was an, like it, it wasn't announced, but it was basically announced, and and the fact that she was backstage for the show. Yeah. Well, it was. I, I heard that she was going to be the, the the final member. So I don't know if it changed on the fly or if they were like, no, that's never going to happen. My my only thing with this match was that um, one, it was nice to see Bailey um, make it onto the pay per view. My only thing was the fact that they built it up like Bailey wasn't going to be on the on the card, like with it, with her losing the match against Sasha and then like Sasha ended up being brought on the team and, and Bailey just say, sitting there like. What? What? And then she ends up getting on the on the team anyway. It's just it kind of just se- weird, seemed like yeah. it, it went it went nowhere. Right, and that's why I thought they were gonna go with Paige. Like I thought I was like Bailey's off the card. So and then I'm, yeah, and then we could have a rivalry between Paige and Bailey. Yeah, which would be a really good rivalry. In right. My opinion. Oh, yeah. Even though I think my prediction is that they're probably gonna wait and save Paige for after elimination uh, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will because. I feel like they could they could have the women's match and then have, when it ends, obviously you know Oscar's gonna be and, pro, and my, my my guess is Oscar's gonna be the last remaining member of the Team Raw Women's Division. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool if after she celebrates in the ring, Paige comes out, walks to the ring, and they do a face off. Oh yeah, I think Paige Oscar would be a really great match to have. Yeah, it would definitely be. Yeah, it would be probably Asuka's first challenge on the main roster. Even though I really think you could probably save that for a Mania match. Do you think it would be good to give it away right now? I, I, see, I think it'd be cool to tease it and then build towards it. I do think that could be a Mania match, but if you could, like, start building it you now. could. I think you could build that to Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, exactly. I feel like that would be a good build to it, like, to, like, oh, save yeah. it for that pay Especially if you have Paige come into the ring, face off against Asuka, and then the next night be like, you know, yeah, Asuka, you're on my list, but I want my women's championship back. Yeah, and, and then Asuka could, like, distract her or something well, like no, that. Well, I was saying, like, you know, so then the next pay-per-view, she beats Alexa Bliss, and then from there, she goes in and then defends it at Rumble. Yeah, you know what? That, that would work, actually. Yeah. I think that would be a really good build for Royal Rumble. Yeah, and it would be long-term storytelling, which, I mean, we know they don't do, <laughs> but... What? That's a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE? No. Yeah, not, no, not, not, not with the Fed, but, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But... We um, ended up getting um, Chad's boy. We got Enzo Mori and Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak, the most exciting thing in 205 Live. Vers- versus Kalisto and Akira Tozawa. And I can already hear from Greg's voice that he's not a fan of Drew. No. Uh, it was, oh, God, in this segment, I love Drew. <laughs> All right. Drew well, is my favorite thing in 205 Live. Oh, my man. My man. No high flying. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Well, I just love this goofy. Just I love the, how are you doing? Thumbs up, cheesy smile. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch 205 Live, as I say almost every week. Uh, so I, from what I saw this this week um, was probably the most I saw of Drew Gulak that was on an actual show and not mm-hmm. the pre-show. I can see why people like him. He, I genuinely do. He's great. Yeah, cause like he was he was going in like um like trying to get in on Enzo's ridiculous catchphrases. Enzo once again says something and it doesn't mean anything. 
Like, that's just what I feel like with Enzo recently is that he talks so much trash that it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's not even trash. It's I, I feel like sometimes he's like, he's like took uh, his promos out of how to do Booker T commentary, you know? Sometimes I feel like he's like, hey, uh, sh- sh- my name is Enzo, uh, shucky ducky quack quack, uh, uh, Kalisto, you know, your mother. Like, it's just these random, like, juvenile, like, trash talking that, like, just straight out has of the Jersey no coherent Shore. thought. It really makes zero sense. And you can tell from some of the times, like, when crowds chant, like, you can tell he wants it, but he just doesn't know how to use it and make it something. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he continues to do the My Name is Enzo Amore, because, like, one, the fans still sing- say that along with him, even though he's supposed to be a heel. And um, I would prefer him to go, My Name is Enzo Amore, and then, like, he starts doing it, and then he's just like, Shut up! You don't get to do that. <laughs> That'd be cool. like, what, like what The Rock used to do when he was doing If You Smell. He's like... Time out! Whoa! You boo the rock. You can't chant with the rock. Yeah, or if, or if he like ended it with, "I'm the only realist guy in the room," and then asked, and then said, "How you doing?" Because yeah, like, how you doing? I don't give a he's, damn. He's got to put like some kind of like arrogant spin on it. To, I think to make yeah. it work. Yeah, he's got to be the heel and not just be his arrogant self. Yeah. Like because he well, really like, he always has that arrogant charm, but now he has to make it even more. Yeah. To, like, yeah make it seem healish. He's got to kick it up to a 10 with the arrogance. Like, but on the flip side of things, like, you know, if you're Enzo and, you know, and all the backstage rumors are to be believed true, you know, you know everybody in the back doesn't like you. The only thing keeping you relevant on TV is that you're a ratings pop. I would be really hesitant to not do my catchphrase anymore because if the crowd turns on you, that is literally the only thing keeping Enzo relevant is the fact that the crowd buys his merchandise and he pops ratings. He gets rid of that. I think Enzo will be on James Ellsworth's status very, very say, soon. Yeah, because like you'll see a tweet about a couple weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we we just found out that James Ellsworth has been released from the company, which good riddance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kind of sad because he like sure he was not he's not good. I'm I'm happy. I like I'm glad I'm not going to see him. But it, like the dude had a hell of a year. I mean, yeah, with the gimmick that he had, but I mean, at the same time, we could also say Jinder had a hell of a year, but I don't give a damn about Jinder. Oh, man, I'd rather, oh, man, I'd be, I would be genuinely sad if I fired Jinder. I'd be like, oh, Jinder, no. Greg would cry to death. I would be this, I would die, I would cry, I would. I think Greg might be the biggest Jinder mark that I know. (laughs) And I don't like that at all, so I constantly, like, just get on him about that. Oh, man, well, your boy's not going to have a match of Survivor Series, but we'll touch upon that. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, your boy's off of the card, buddy. And he's, 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 he shook he up. He, he shook up. He's got no words. He's got no words. But, yeah, um... Drew Gulak was starting to do his little, like, PowerPoint presentation, gets cut off by Kalisto, and he's just like, No! No! Unacceptable! And I was just like, that was pretty amazing. Um, but I don't actually remember. Does, do you remember what his gimmick was in the CWC? Gulak? I, yeah. Um, I know from the stuff that I've seen in Gulak, he was an anti-hardcore guy in a hardcore company. Okay. So he's always been used to playing at that, Oh, I'm going to take everything you like about this brand or this company and just hate on it. Okay. No, oh. oh, we lost Greg. We lost. He Greg. heard us badmouth Jinder Mahal, and he head oh for the hills. Oh my gosh! All right, we're <laughs> gonna try to see if we can get Greg perhaps back on. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yep, we got Greg back. His Skype crashed, so that's yep. the loveliness that is Skype. This is the most professional podcast you'll get this entire <laughs> week, ladies. <laughs> and to gentlemen. be fair, yeah, it is the first time that we have ever tried to use Skype to bring on a guest. So right. we're, we were expecting a few hiccups, but right. that's besides the point. Greg is back, and um, we're gonna the continue. The guinea pig is here. Yeah. <laughs> The guinea pig is here, and we are going to continue talking about Monday Night Raw. We had Enzo, Andrew versus Kalisto and Akira Tozawa. There was a really good spot in this match where Akira Tozawa flew, like, literally underneath Kalisto. Yep. And he flew like a bullet, like, literally right yeah. into Enzo. It's like his head just dove right into him. But, yeah, and ends up being a victory between Enzo and Drew because I think, yeah, Drew pulls out... Uh, Drew pulled out... Uh, uh, Akira, and then uh, Enzo got his finisher. I think on a, on Kalisto. You're right. Yeah, and That's then and then a, a, Enzo and Drew. Yeah, Enzo and Drew basically won by like distraction slash shenanigans. It was relatively clean, but like they were distracted, and he then yeah. then threw on his finisher. So Enzo and Drew ends up getting the win. So we got Drew getting a win on Monday Night Raw. Oh man, more to come. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. yeah. I, would, no, I would love I, to see him with that title in like the next year. Yeah, I would like to see a feud between him and Cedric for the title. You know, I really think you know. 
at first I was really sad because I thought there was no way Gulak would ever, like, with the gimmick they gave him before of him getting a Cruiserweight Championship match, let alone TV time. But with this gimmick he has, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he, even if it was, like, a short stint with the belt, I wouldn't be surprised if he got at least one reign with it. I feel like. I think I, it would be great if he became, like, a faction leader. Like, oh, a faction cool. of, like, people who don't like high-flying, and he literally just had bodyguards that would, like, beat up anyone who did, like, high-flying. Just full right, just full right to censor style? Him and an army Honestly, of Jim yeah. Cornettes. Oh, my God. <laughs> an army of Jim Cornettes. Do we need that? I don't, I, we already have trouble with one Jim Cornette. <laughs> we needed an entire army. Oh, my God. We just God. call it the anti-Santino stable. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was good to see Drew get a win, and then we had the Miz TV with the bar. Miz talked even more trash at, at Baron Corbin, and he. my favorite line from that was he said, Baron wasn't good enough to be on the bathroom break of SmackDown Live. Oh, zing. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, the Miz is just unbelievable in terms of cutting promos, and the bar and Miz were set up to face the Shield in what was supposed to be their match, uh, at the last pay-per-view, but because of um, Roman, Roman getting sick. sick, yeah, they had to cut it for TLC. So we had The Bar and The Miz, the champions of Monday Night Raw versus The Shield, which I like the fact that they built them up as the champions, so that means we're better than you, because that's what it should be. It, should be, it should be. It should be, we have these titles, you don't have anything, so there's no reason you have a chance against us. Yeah, which which is which is one thing that I, I really like that I, I know uh, New Japan does really well. You know, if when you're the champion, you don't lose. You know, we get guys like Okada for New Japan that have like almost like more than a year long length. And like when he does lose that belt, a star will be made. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I wish WWE did better was protect their champions a little more. Because mm-hmm. we'll get guys like Akira and Kalisto who win the Cruiserweight belt on TV and have it for one week. And then, you know, the, guy, the yeah. champion will get it again. And that just doesn't look good. Or they just lose constant non-title yeah. matches on TV. Or like, Zack Ryder will win the IC belt at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. You know, and it, you know if I'm, if I'm not a smart wrestling fan, I'm looking at WrestleMania and being like, that is where the best of the best perform. Like, if you win WrestleMania, that means you're a somebody. Yeah, I mean, and then that, you lose yeah, the belt that, the next yeah. night. Yeah, they build that up as him as that being his WrestleMania moment, and then they just immediately take it away from him. Yeah, and I automatically think, "Wow, Zack Ryder, you must be hot garbage." And also that belt, like, I, I, I immediately don't care about it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, it just the title hops around. When it hops around, usually unless it's made like. Unless it's I'm that gimmick, like her. like with the hardcore title being right. like that change. Yeah, yeah. Unless it makes sense for it to be hopping around, like say two people are fighting back and forth, that makes sense. Like the new Usos, the title changes made sense. But when it's just like, oh, he has it. Oh, now he has. It. Oh, now he has it. That just doesn't work. No, not at all. And I think that's why I like the Miz's IC title reign the, so much because of the fact that he held, holds onto this title. He makes it relevant. He works his ass off to make it relevant and does great matches in the process. Granted, he hasn't had the opportunity to defend it very yeah, often, which it. is probably which isn't his fault. That's no, creative's fault for not having him face people for the title. So that way, people are like, "You haven't even fought anybody for the title," because then that argument comes up. And it's just like Didn't it's. He defended like last week. He, he, defended he defended it. A it he ago. defended it a couple weeks ago, but like on a pay per view. Like yeah. he didn't. No, def- yeah, yeah, no, yeah, He, no, he never. He didn't defend match. it on SummerSlam, and he was the, like defending it, doing his his match with uh, the Miz against the Hardys and Jason Jordan at SummerSlam when everyone was still trying to get in the arena. So it was like an empty arena, which yeah. I f- that bothered the hell out of me because one, I wanted to see the Hardys and the Miz, and I didn't get to see that because I was too busy waiting in line for them to let us in. Yeah, I think a big problem, uh, I, I don't think, you're right, you know, the last pay-per-view Miz has defended the IC belt was I don't even remember. No, I don't either. It's like we need to have IC, the IC title start mm. appearing on pay-per-views right. and be, being defended. But on the flip side of things, I really think, and I agree, he should be defended, but I think The Miz is one of the only few guys who could get away with making that belt still relevant and not defending it's it. It's just because of his amazing right. promos that he In cuts. a way, it's yeah. almost a bigger deal when he finally does put it on the line. I mean, and he's still he's still being that like sneaky heel that tries to like slither away, has his bodyguards with him and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it... it it makes sense, but like I feel like having him defend it would make it mean more than it already does, which it does mean a lot. It means a lot more than the goddamn United States Championship <laughs> right now. That gets defended. That got defended. Like a, like uh, I feel like I feel like there's a new United States Champion every single month. It seems like it, and yeah. like, and it seems like the only times it, it it mattered was when it was held by John Cena or AJ Styles or yeah. Kevin Owens. 
Even with Kevin Owens, like I mean, when AJ when AJ and KO flip flop hot potato with the belt, like storyline, I guess it made sense. But I mean, I also was like, I don't think it makes either of you look really strong in this booking. No, not really. It was just like it was like when it was the 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 U.S. Open Challenge was the thing that made that U.S. title yeah. mean something. Yeah. And then, granted, Corbin was making fun of it, being like, "You want a United States Open Challenge?" I'm like, "How's it an open challenge when he you already have an opponent? You yeah. have, it's like you don't even understand it." And then he's like, "Well, too bad. That's canceled." I'm like, "Oh, you heal, but then you lose." <laughs> By count out, and it's just like you're so great, Corbin. I love you. Uh, uh, I will make you call me daddy. Yeah, <laughs> still my favorite. Oh, I am so <laughs> I am so into this Baron Corbin Miz feud, and before I was not. I and yeah, and you you didn't see the Twitter videos until I showed them to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And thankfully, I did, and now yeah. you're interested in them. And Miz has been carrying this feud on yeah. his back. Mm-hmm. Corbin has literally done nothing to right. make this feud matter. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm excited I, for the trash talking. You know, there's going to be a lot of entering trash talking to the two of them. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind if the match started with a promo. Oh like, yeah, if the Miz comes down the ring and cuts a promo, and then Baron comes down and goes, "Yeah, I'm Big Daddy Baron," and then the match starts. Yeah, I would be fine with that too because I feel like that would be a good way to get the crowd into it. Because if they haven't seen the videos on Twitter, then they don't understand how big this is yeah. to them. But I think I, it might it could help maybe if they showed the videos before the match. That's what I said last week. I said that, you know, it makes no sense for them to not put these videos on TV because a lot of the people who, you know, aren't uh, the casuals probably aren't following Baron Corbin and The Miz on Twitter. And so, you know, they're not going to see these videos. Nah. Maybe it's because he drops an F-bomb? <laughs> yeah, but even he, he even censored his own F-bomb in his yeah. Twitter video. So it's like yeah, it wasn't like even like a legit one. He just censored it. And, I mean, on the network, they could still probably get away with that more than they could on USA. Like if, like I said, if they did it right before – like if that was their promo package was just these Twitter videos right before their match at, on the WWE Network, I feel like they could get away with a censored F-bomb more there than they could on TV. They openly mentioned TNA on the network. I feel like that's worse than dropping an F-bomb in, re- <laughs> in, in, wrestling, in wrestling speak. So I feel like if they let that go, they'd be okay with that. Exactly. But yeah, and then we had the return of Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray, Wy- Bray Wyatt, man. Yep. No Sister Abigail, though. No. You're no, Was there you're any s- mention? I, I admittedly missed this match. Was there any mention of Sister Abigail at all? Not None that I, whatsoever. Yeah, not that I saw. Sadly. No, sadly, no. But Jason, he ends up facing Jason Jordan because Jason Jordan has to prove himself to Stephanie McMahon on why he should be on the Raw team. And he rolls up Bray for the victory. Clean. Clean as a whistle, but then what? Jason, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he rolls oh. him up, wins clean as a whistle, but Bray Wyatt attacks Jason Jordan after the match. There were thank you Wyatt chants, and um, even Booker was like, "These fans aren't being very kind." I'm like, "It's <laughs> wait, jo- what?" Booker? Yeah, yeah, Booker's like, "These fans aren't being too kind." I'm like, "It's Jason Jordan, Booker. Shut the hell up." Especially if when you know every single week you just you openly just mock Jason Jordan every single week. Yeah, exactly. It's like they wrote because so in that match too. Yeah, yeah he was like, he's like, he's like, it. do you find like even Cole was like, do you finally think that Jason Jordan deserves it? He's like, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he, and then he, he starts, me. but then he's like, I, I, I like Jason Jordan from the start. These fans aren't being very nice. And <laughs> as Jordan is being helped by the referee back as he's limping, you can just. Here, nah, 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 and I mean, like, when he when he came back out to try to stop Kurt from making his announcement, like, Dad, please, God, please, you was... you don't understand, you can't do this. Like, even even when Stephanie came out, like, make the damn announcement, the crowd was cheering for Stephanie. <laughs> it it is mind boggling to me how how full of themselves and how. Just ignorant the WWE is when it comes to this kind of thing. Like, look at this man losing, beating one of our top heels. I'm using air quotes for people who can't see me. Top heels in the company, (laughs) Bray Wyatt, you know, beating our babyface, the son of an Olympic gold medalist, after his match, and the crowd are cheering for Bray. Two things. How can you not turn Jason Jordan heel, and how can you not do something with Bray? I will give you the exact answer, Roman Reigns. (laughs) Like, it's not be the start, though, because he's, like, it looked like he was trying to, like, guilt Kurt and, like, use sympathy to make it. So that could be the start where he could do that more and more and always guilt Kurt, and then that could be the turn. 
Like, this could be the start, and I'd like that. I mean, I think it's a lot more likely for Jason to turn heel because of the fact that his character has been relatively new. Yeah. And they have a lot more yeah. ability to turn him heel rather than with Roman Reigns, where they were hot set on him being the top babyface. What if they have Jason Jordan screw Team Raw out of the w- the win, which will set up, you know, just a one-off angle Jason Jordan match, which Jason Jordan wins after an interference from his new manager, Booker T. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Booker T can be Jason Jordan's mouthpiece. Oh, God. It'd be like Mi- My- Michael Cole being Miz's mouthpiece. Can you just imagine that? Oh, no. <laughs> can you dig that, sucker? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jason He's- Jordan's the future, and I've always said it. <laughs> Booker T turns out to be Jason Jordan's advocate. <laughs> you may He may be your dad, but I'm, your- I'm Uncle Booker, and I'm going to oh. show you the promised lands. Uncle oh. Booker. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you yeah. You, sir, are a genius. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank Hashtag you. Chad for WWE I, I Creative. Play, I play a lot of uh, TW and fantasy booking games, so I've had my fair share of... <laughs> but I don't know. I this is a really, sh- really a horrible way to bring back Bray Wyatt as well. Yeah, I mean, just like, a random match to prove for someone else, really, not even for him. Yeah, yeah, no, no mention of Sister Abigail. So like the whole build up to that TLC match means nothing. Oh, which now. sucks. Yeah, and meningitis killed her. Yep, and Chad Again. was Chad was high on his hopes hopes for Sister Abigail. I was Abigail. so hopeful for Sister Abigail, and it turns out we get nothing for that. But. I mean, and he loses to Jason Jordan on his first night back. I mean, like, welcome back, Bray. Remember, remember how you kept losing? Let's continue that. I mean, every time something good happens for Bray, like the first time he got injured, I remember he got injured in a Monday Night Raw where he teamed with Roman as a babyface, and people were cheering for him. He was over, and that was like. And I remember because he helped Roman afterwards, and they're like, oh, Br- Br- Bray's turned face. And then he got injured. They brought him back as a heel. And then he finally gets the Sister Abigail thing, and a lot of people thought it was horrible. But it's still something. And then he gets hurt, yeah. and now he's jobbing to Jason Jordan on mm-hmm. Raw. It almost makes you forget that he's a, he's a former WWE champion. Yeah. Because, like, it doesn't seem like it. It, it almost seem makes like you forget it. that he was once over. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, after that, though, we had the beast Brock Lesnar coming out. Uh, to call to basically make his statement to AJ Styles and Paul Heyman comes out he cuts an amazing promo and then there's a proposal <laughs> there's a proposal in, in there's the a ring. proposal in the arena the crowd chants she says yes and then Paul the ever amazing ad libber that he is I love him he, I love this he says she only said yes because she's never been up and close with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it was great. I, the crowd popped, too, because he was like, the beast. And as soon as the beast, you see people just getting up oh, and yeah. clapping. I saw, I saw standing ovations. And then he's like, just so you know, interrupting a pr- my promo is like stepping in the ring with Brock Lesnar. You ain't got a chance. And it's funny, too, because like when... When when they're chanting, she said yes, and Brock and Paul are like looking at the the guy who proposed. Like you can just see the gears are spinning in Paul's head. Oh yeah, like Paul's like, oh, I am going to eviscerate you. Well, that is like <laughs> just the weirdest place to make a proposal. Yeah. Like why would you propose in the middle of a promo? In the middle of a promo, Not yeah, like a Paul Heyman promo. Like those Paul you Heyman's can tell, words. You can tell that guy was just trying to get himself over by yeah. proposing in the middle of that. Because you could propose at a championship win or the end of the show or something like that. Or even before the show starts or like in between a commercial break. But you decide to do it in the middle of Paul Heyman's promo. Maybe Paul Heyman's promos are just so just great it's just a, it's like seduction maybe you know? she's just... maybe she's just a paul Heyman guy maybe <laughs> i mean i don't know but like I, I i heard i don't know if this was confirmed or not but i heard they got kicked out of the arena oh that's oh, that's really? dumb i don't think it's true oh, I but i heard not. it that's I heard dumb that. that's that's too much i'll be very upset if that is true i mean i can't do anything because you know i'm just me but yeah. i will be very upset i'm almost positive it's not true but there's a slight possibility that it may be I don't know. I don't know. WWE is very vindictive. So if they... they kick out the guy proposing to his girlfriend, but doesn't kick out the guy with the beach ball, I will be very yeah. upset. Yeah. Or all the CM Punk chants, like get exactly. out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Again, I don't think it's true, but I heard that from somewhere, and I'm 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 treating it as it's not true, but I just heard it. Right. So I'm just hoping to God it isn't true. But Paul does an amazing promo. 
he says this, if you want to see a Rocky movie come to life, I give you AJ Styles. I'm a huge Rocky fan, so I love that little mention. But he's like, this ain't no freaking Rocky movie. And Paul Heyman, I mean, if if it if if Paul is not one of the greatest managers of all time, I will be very disappointed. I don't even think is. it's a question. Yeah, he's like, he's he's absolutely one of the greatest one, managers. Yeah. I'd say he is. I wouldn't. I don't. I mean, there's definitely some good ones. Um, I don't know if he would necessarily be number one. He would be number one for a lot of newcomers because there haven't yeah. been that great managers since like since like the Jimmy Hart's and since just the wait, Paul. Uncle Booker, he's coming. <laughs> just you wait till Uncle Booker takes over. Yeah, once Uncle Booker shows up, it's all over. Paul Heyman <laughs> shouldn't even cut promos anymore. But yeah, I mean, after that amazingness, we had the Shield versus the Miz in the bar. Uh, a fan tried to rush the shield as they were coming down the ring. See, this guy should get kicked out. Unless yeah. it's the same guy. I, yeah, <laughs> it's like, you interrupt my, you make fun of my proposal, I'm going to interrupt the shield. <laughs> I doubt it's the same guy, but I mean, that, that security guard just completely shoved him down. I mean, why do people still feel the need to do this? I, I think a lot of it is alcohol induced. That's why I don't drink. <laughs> But I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, I don't understand. My favorite, though, was I think it was Seth Rollins. He, he was coming down the ring when he, when he was a heel, and a guy jumps the railing, comes right to the side of him, and then just starts walking right oh next to God, him. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah, that was amazing. And That's... Seth just looks over like, what the fuck? And I love, I love when, like, they do plan for somebody to jump the barricade, like at WrestleMania last year when Gronk jumped the barricade, and a security guard almost blew the spot. Yeah, yeah. Because she didn't know Gronk was hopping. She was like, hey, listen, sir, you need to sit no, back down. And Gronk's all, like, I'm the... Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, you how the hell are you me? not know? <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, or right. expect that this guy is in on it with the way that the that the superstar was getting in on it. Yeah, like I mean, like I don't understand. I mean, she was just trying to do her job way too well. <laughs> How dare she do her job? Yeah, there was um, there was at an actually one of the NXT house shows I went to. There was a fan who, in the middle, I think it was like the Undisputed Era versus somebody, jumped the ring, jumped the barricade, and tried to climb in the ring. Kyle O'Reilly kicked him in the head, knocked <laughs> him boy. out. That's Kyle O'Reilly kicked him in the head, knocked him out, and they carried him away. That, was that the is most amazing. Thing. An NXT house show would not be the show I would jump because a lot of those guys come up from the hard indies indie life where if you jump the the crowd, I'm gonna beat the hell out of you. Oh yeah, like That's you know exactly WWE. What Kyle O'Reilly proved. Yeah, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly proved that. Yeah, like you might be able to get away with just security taking you down, but a lot of these indie guys, you jump the you jump the the arena, they're gonna kick your teeth in. Like mm-hmm. I saw I saw a video one time of someone jumping. Uh, Jumping the arena back when uh, CM Punk was in, w- w- uh, and was in the Indies, and they jumped the arena, and CM Punk literally n- need him just right in the skull, and I was like, oh my god, god, yeah, but I mean, if that stuff is what scares people, yeah, like, it, they need they need kind of I don't know, maybe they should let them be a little physical with people who jump a little bit, just to I scare them. So. And, you know, I think the the only problem is the, that the the fact that they would try to sue. Yeah, I was gonna say they just don't want yeah. people to sue. You know, with an, with an indie company, you know, you, you're not going to sue an indie company. Surpri- with WWE. Su- I was surprised that nobody sued, that that guy who got hit in the head with the table didn't sue Sami Zayn in the, the WWE because yeah. he got hit got hit in the head with the table. I want a free WrestleMania ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have tried it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like anyone would have tried. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the Shield and the Ma- versus the Miz and the Bar, the first time in about three years since the Shield has competed in full... Um, the only real few, the only few things I saw from that was there was a spot before the commercial break where the Miz just runs away from the shield and the finish was a bit muddled. Like it was like, um, I think dirty deeds happens and then the shield were kind of just standing around a little bit and then they do the triple power bomb. Yeah. It was, it was a weird kind of muddled finish. Definitely not, um, a great match. I wouldn't say it was a bad match either. It was just kind of okay for Mm -hmm. the shield's return. Like in full, and I mean, like they they were giving it away on Raw. They they meant to give it away on TLC, but Roman got sick. So I mean, it made sense that like it wasn't that big of a match, but it was still just kind of disappointing in terms of like the Shield returning. Right, and Roman was over. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, and it's and it's weird too. Like I don't know me who I've never been a. I, I, I as soon as the whole Roman experience happened, I was like, nope, I'm out. But like even I popped a couple times for Roman. And I, think... I was like, like when when the Shield come out and Dean and, and Seth walk out at the beginning of the show and they wait and then Roman like lingers out. I popped when Roman walked out. Yeah, I mean, let's, I mean Roman in terms of his promo. I think that was the big thing for everyone was his promo skills because like people chant. 
you can't wrestle, but those Roman's people... Roman's a great yeah, wrestler. People who chant you can't wrestle are dead in the head <laughs> because they don't understand what makes a good wrestler. Like, they're like, if you don't do 70 million flips, then you're a shit wrestler. No, I'll listen to Jim Cornette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean... I think I think a lot of it is Rome, they're, they're, they've changed the type of promo Roman Reigns cuts. They have they have massively because yeah. like he doesn't do the catchphrases. He just says the minimum that he needs to and is legitimately intimidating. Yeah. And then it's just like, what do you? What, you're not gonna do anything yeah. about it because need, I'm Roman freaking Reigns. Yeah, he needs to he needs to have these promos where he's just like, I mean, I'm gonna do this, and if you have a problem with it, I'm going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he needs, and he's doing it, and I think it's working. And you know, I really don't want to say this, but I would not be surprised if at Mania he is over. Mm. Maybe not the most over guy in the company. Yeah, but over. I mean, he he got more cheers than Cena did this week. Yeah, because when they announced that John Cena was the fifth member of SmackDown on 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 this week's SmackDown Live, there was a good amount of booze for Cena, which. Yeah. I'm a C- I actually I I may not Cena's not my favorite, but I respect the hell out of him, and I do like Cena. I do jokingly chant "Let Cena yeah, sucks." Yeah, I was gonna say I boo I boo and chant "Cena sucks" just to be ironic because it's like it's in your way of showing respect. It's almost like it's suppo- it's meant to happen. Like yeah. we're like we hardcore fans have been built up. Like you have to chant "Cena sucks." If you're not, then you're a child. Well, it's the same. It's the same way of going. You suck for Kurt Angle's music. Like yeah. I don't really I love Kurt Angle, but when his music plays, I will say you suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, after that, though, we ended up getting Angle coming out to make an announcement because of Jason Jordan being injured. Um, And then Jordan comes out like, Dad, you can't do this. This is the one night of the year when we're on SmackDown competing head-to-head competition. You can't do this. It sounds scripted. This was hot garbage. Uh, It was was one of the worst (laughs) segments I've seen. And then, um, yeah, people cheered for Stephanie McMahon. And they wanted they wanted him to be fired, and then Triple H comes out, and he ends up saying, "If you don't make the damn announcement, I will." The fifth member of the Monday Night Raw team for Survivor Series is me. You know, what my biggest problem with this angle was, it wasn't the bad acting, it wasn't the fact that the McMahon's and Triple H single-handedly buried a young talent. It was the fact that after Triple H makes the announcement, he pedigrees Jason Jordan, and his father does nothing. Yep. Yeah. I like if that if my kid gets pedigreed by Triple H, I'm going to attempt to fight Triple H. Yeah, I mean like that was my biggest problem. Yeah, I mean it made Kurt look stupid. It made Jordan look stupid. It made and Jordan all, look awful. Yeah, and all it yeah. did was make Triple H and Stephanie look good. Which who the hell wants to see Stephanie and Triple H get tired? We don't need Triple H. We don't need this anymore. Triple H already looks cool. Triple H comes out. Triple H could come out wearing a green dinosaur he, costume he, and juggling potatoes. He's the cool. He's the coolest grandpa on the show. He would still be the most over guy in that segment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's no reason to book Triple H any better than no. he already is. The dude is already the coolest granddad you've ever seen in the world. Yeah, and now, and, like, I want him to shave his beard though, and then oh, like, I, just I sh- love then, his beard, and then just put it back on his head. <laughs> just put it back on his head. I took my, I took my beard, and I, you know, Vince, I, uh, I put it on my head. You yeah, know. exactly. I mean, like, well, well Hunter, Hunter. I think it looks good. <laughs> I I think that looks great. Your beard's fired. <laughs> but yeah, I pay is higher. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, like I just I'm sick. I I say this every single time that they end up going around this route cuz this is it the, they can say this as much as they want that this is the only night of the year when Raw and SmackDown compete in head-to-head competition. This is not Raw versus SmackDown. This is Stephanie versus Shane. Yeah. This is the McMahon's infighting and it has been since Stephanie came back. We could have had Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon and then it would have been Raw versus SmackDown. But Stephanie and Hunter decided to show their faces again and now it's just the McMahon's again. It's it's like when in WrestleMania 2000 when there was a McMahon in every corner. Yeah. It's like, Christ alive, we don't need to see more of the McMahons fighting. We get it. You hate each other until you yeah. don't. And I'd be okay if they went the McMahon versus McMahon route. But why can't you just be on the side of your general manager? Uh-huh. Like, why can't you be like, listen, Shane, you know, this isn't about Raw versus SmackDown. This is about me and you. And my guy, Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. is going to break your ankle. Hell, like, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan don't even like each other, basically. Yeah. Like, Daniel Bryan has already been, been pushed down they've like, been drastically. so much since the start of this feud. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just like we had Daniel Bryan get choke slammed by Kane and then, like, do a 
pretty decent promo on SmackDown where he was when he was AJ's advocate. He did a really yeah. good job there. Yeah, that was a good promo. Yeah, he J- Daniel Daniel is definitely not the best when it comes to promos, but when he does good, he does really good. Yeah, well, it's 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 one of those things where you just gotta let them talk. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I mean, Daniel knows how great AJ is. He's worked with him on the indies. He knows yeah. how good AJ Styles is, so he knows how to book him, like build him up to how great he is. And I think, I think the fact that both Daniel and Kurt are taking a back seat to the McMahons just pisses the hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, it makes me mad too. And it also sucks because I just feel like there's nothing like they could do about it. Oh no, not at all. I mean, it's a McMahon. What yeah. are you gonna do to try to go against a McMahon? Yeah, it's like you're running into a brick wall at that point yeah. that has a screaming face on it. And I mean, this entire thing is just set up for, to set up Kurt Angle Triple H Mania, but yeah. I don't even think that's the match we, I want to see. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing too is like we they build up these matches that Triple H has, and every, and there's there are the people that like I know a lot of people who love Triple H, which understandably so. He's one of the most uh, charismatic, and he's one of the most intimidating superstars to last like this long. Without but, a doubt, a Hall of Fame headliner. Oh, guaranteed. He'll like, never be he'll in the ne- Hall of Fame. <laughs> and it's because I, th- I think it's the same thing. I don't. As long as he's alive, he won't go in the Hall. Yeah. That's, that's, a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, yeah. he'll take over and then he'll be like, no, I don't want to go with Yeah, him. don't get me wrong. He deserves to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying that. I just think it's the same thing with Vince. You know, I just feel like as long as they're both alive, they're not going to put themselves in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because you really think if Vince McMahon wanted himself in the Hall of Fame, he wouldn't be in there already? Yeah. Like, I just oh, yeah. don't, I just don't think. Ago. I just don't. I don't think any McMahon, as long as they are alive, will be in the Hall of Fame. I understand that, yeah. But, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean this. Like I said, like this. This Survivor Series has been built up crazy, but it's also been very strange in terms yeah. of like how it's no longer Raw versus SmackDown. It's McMahon versus McMahon. So I mean, there you go. I mean, but after that though, we had a pretty damn good tag team match between Finn Balor and Samoa Joe versus the Good Brothers Anderson and Gallows. Um, first of all, they were wearing their garbage nerd nerdometer shirts. Uh, Gallows and I Anderson. I love Gallows and Anderson. I love them I love too. The nerdometer shirts. I, I I think it's a, probably one of the worst shirt designs in WWE. I just I want them to turn babyface and just let them be themselves. Yep, me too. Because I'm telling you, they would be the most over team they have. Guarantee, yeah, guarantee. There was they, like that one week when the revi- when the the glass freaking the glass people that are the revival who keep getting injured were actually around when they were. They were like, kind of face. They were like, yeah, you guys are nerds. This town, this is a good brother town, right? Like they were being faces. And yeah. it was probably the best I've seen of them in a while. And now they're back to just being heels. And it's like, mm. pull the trigger on them. I say like, there's like, yeah. we're like, we're not, we're not really like having many, heel tag teams but like here's the thing it's like you don't need to have them be just a tag team you can have them go on singles runs well it's like who what are your other babyface teams you know for your heels you have the bar you've got you know if you need to make them a, t- a team you know you can have Bo and Curtis you know you have the revival when they come back who do you have for your babyface teams you have Seth and Dean yep and that is it yeah. Heath Slater and Rhino, baby! <laughs> Alright, like I said, you have <laughs> Seth and Dean, and you have the Hardys when they're, when Jeff comes back. But in the meantime, like, I would definitely make the bar, even if you even if you still have them lose, but let them you, be fun you'd and have, You would have Gallows and Anderson be, yeah. And then I, you could even put Finn with them. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. There you go, we got the club back together. But yeah, um, Finn and Samoa Joe proved to be one hell of a team, and like, after I like the fact that after they won, Samoa Joe just kind of left. Yeah, and it was like we're not a team, even though we work really well together. We're not a team. That was a really we're cool like. A good team. Yeah, that was a really cool like small little um, story cue. And Joe did an amazing suicide dive out to the out to the outside right as Finn does the coup de gras. It was a great finish. And then we finished up Monday Night Raw uh, with Braun Strowman versus Kane, which this match never started. Um, and, in, like, this was probably one of the most boring attacks I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It was so slow. Yeah, and it was, it was just, good, it was, yeah. the crowd was completely dead. I was just, like, as soon as they started pulling out tables, I'm like, thank Christ. Okay, let's get some energy back into this. And then the table never gets used. 
just doesn't get used. So I'm like, wow, way to break Schrodinger's law. You bring out a table, you damn well better use that table. And Braun... Especially when the crowds have just been chanting, we won tables. Every crowd, there's at least one chant of it. At least, yeah. At least, I mean, Detroit has proved to be like crazy when it comes to tables. <laughs> um, but yeah, Braun... Hits Kane with a running power slam, and they go through the ring. And they were running short on time for the USA Network because, like, they just showed that shot, then cut the show. Yeah, I feel like, like... Yeah, it was like the announcers were quiet. Everything was quiet. You see the little, like, end card, and boom. I was like, wow. They should have okay. They should have cut this match. They mm-hmm. should have cut the match and made that shield that shield six-man the main event and just made it longer. Yeah, I because agree. Because that, this, that, this, this was weird. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like this could have worked better if it wasn't the main event. Like you, you could have switched e- the time slots if you made that happen earlier. Maybe not through the ring. Maybe like power slam off the side into like some off off a truck onto a car, and then they get separated or something. Right? Hell, you could have ju- you could have yeah you could have just had this match at Survivor Series and then kept the stupid put them through the ring thing. Even if you just moved this in place of the Triple H angle, like that could have closed your show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having Triple H well, come back. Like that would be the moment that the crowd went nuts yeah. on. That would have been a great moment to send the crowd yeah. the crowd home. Exactly, because I feel like I feel like everybody was like, "Yeah, the Shield, oh Triple H, oh Braun mm-hmm. and Kane," and then ended with a whimper. <laughs> yeah, it really well, let me did. Ask you something, Chad. What's up? Would this have been better if it was corporate Kane? Um, I think you know if corporate Kane would have came out with Uncle Booker, I think we would have had something. Magic. Magic. No, I disagree. <laughs> magic. Magic killing. Magic killing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. It was interesting, it was shocking, and it was uh, ended on a very big whimper. Yes. Um, but then we had SmackDown Live, where Daniel Bryan came out and did a good promo against SmackDown, brought out AJ Styles, and was like, do you want me to be your advocate? Since our, their champions get advocates, I can be a better advocate than Paul. And he does a great... Great promo, just building up the fact that SmackDown wants to be the A show and AJ Styles is going to be the one that makes Brock Lesnar quit because Brock Lesnar can't go go the distance like AJ Styles can. Like you give ten minutes, Brock will be out. I really like how they, they he mentioned his his loss. His ten- <laughs> yeah, and his tendency to quit. Yeah. I love that. I mean, he just he, Daniel Bryan is amazing, and like I think just, just it just makes everyone want him back in the ring yeah. because of how great he is. We'll get it. We'll get it soon enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we hope so. I mean, if 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 the Young Bucks can bring over uh, CM Punk to be on Bullet Club, <laughs> let's hope to God they can get Daniel Bryan back in the ring. Like we're just trying to build up these fact that we want these two guys back. So I want to see the long term story payoff of Cody versus Daniel now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, then we had the United States Championship match between Baron Corbin and Sin Cara. Literally nothing snooze. to care about for this match. This was a, this was an absolute snooze of a United States Championship match. Um, and it was just like, I did not care. Nope, not at all. Should have been like a punch in the face and a day squash. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I did not believe for a second that Sin Cara would win a United States Championship like, I don't care how they've been booking him over the last couple of weeks. I don't yeah. care. He was going to lose. And there was no reason to have this. Because, like, they're building up, like, who's going to be the champion at Survivor Series? It's, it's Baron Corbin. Yeah. Like, you have nobody else. There's no reason we should have The Miz versus Sin Cara. <laughs> like, I don't give a damn the about that. The only thing that can be worse than Miz Corbin. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> exactly. But, yeah, um, Char- then we had the women's championship right after between Charlotte and Natalia. This was a good match. This was good. And mm-hmm. this entire thing was great. Mm-hmm. And she won in her hometown. Which is something they don't do ever. Nope, not at all. No, I mean, it was flare country. Hey, yeah. Austin, hey, Austin, who told you? Who told you so? <laughs> who told you so, Austin? Shut, shut it, shut we it. I argued about this. I said that I felt this had to happen. Yeah. I also thought it had to happen. I think with that 30 for 30, there's no way Charlotte didn't go over. Yeah. Well, now it feels like that there's no reason she doesn't win at Survivor Series. Right. Because, I mean, Alexa would be fine if she lost to Charlotte, honestly. I'm still thinking of Carmella Cashin is coming. I was, I was about to ask you guys, think, do you, yes. who do you think on? Uh, Charlotte at Survivor Series. I don't think it's going to happen this sur- at Survivor Series. I think I think it would be such a swerve if she cashed on Alexa. And that'd be so... Oh, on Alexa? I don't think she can because it's a SmackDown. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's only on SmackDown, so... Have they really specified that? Well, she says she's got the SmackDown women's briefcase, don't they? Okay, if they say that, then okay. But I, if they haven't really specified it, I think that'd be a huge... That'd be a momentous swerve. But. If... If they allow it and she catches it on Alexa, I agree with you. That's a great swerve and I'm all about it. 
But I, I mean, if they're calling it the SmackDown briefcase, then yeah, it, she'll be she'll be catching it on Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I could see it happening too. I honestly thought it would have happened last night. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been like Rick comes out and then like uh, Carmella hits him in the back of the head <laughs> with a briefcase. <laughs> Carmella is the you know, new United States champion. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, in my opinion, though, this was some of Natalia's best heel work in the ring, like in this matchup. Like I felt like she was being a legitimately good heel besides the finish when she was in the figure eight and she just screams, no, <laughs> taps out. Yeah, that was cheesy. <laughs> that was like, oh, my God, Natty, ham it up just 20 percent more. We don't have enough. The no. people, the people in the cheap seats can't see you emoting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had the hometown winner, Charlotte. She builds up the queen versus the goddess, and then Ric Flair comes out. Um, I'm assuming that she knew she was back. He was backstage, but didn't know he was gonna come out. Yeah. But well, she said in the promo. I mean, she said in the promo that he was home. But I mean, you're right. If she knew, she's not gonna be like, he's in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was. It definitely seemed like Charlotte didn't expect for her to come, him to come out, because he she just ran to her dad. And yeah. I'm like, I was just like, I'm not crying. You're not. I'm not crying. I don't know what you're talking about. You're crying. I'm just sweating from my eyes. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody put tears in my pillow. <laughs> um, but not now. We can't even focus on that because we got. Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, man. They are debuting no. next oh, week. Oh. Next week, the Bludgeon Brothers debut. And I, I loved, am so excited for I that. I loved how they build up. We're not going to break the camera this week. Ah, fucking shit. Ah. And then, yeah, so we get Bludgeon Brothers next week. So I would I, love to see them debut, and then Dang O'Brien just gives them a bill, and it's every camera they've broken. <laughs> or, like at, like, or, yeah, or like after they win their squash match, they just go out and they take out all the cameras at ringside. I need everybody to take all your cameras and put them in the middle of the ring. The, big, the, biggest, the biggest feud is going to be the Bludgeon Brothers versus the hard cam. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah, they're just going to run up in the crowd with their hammers like, We want that camera! But yeah, you see some dude like grabbing the cane. We need to bring this way. Get away. Move the gym camera. They're coming <laughs> for it. This was this was expensive. You don't understand. We we already cut mo- mo- money for promos. We can't uh, for pyros. We can't do this shit. There's one guy who works backstage whose name is Cam. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you, what kind of Cam you are, and just hits him right in the head with a hammer. Hey, who, buddy? What's your name? Stan. Stan. See, I just kicked Stan. Oh no. <laughs> Poor Ty Dillinger. I I don't know why that made me think of that, but it just did because it was just a random name like Cam. But yeah, then we had the new day. No, actually, no. We had Chad Gable versus Jimmy Uso. Um, this was an okay match. Um, I don't think it was necessarily needed, but it was still an okay match. You always need someone named Chad on the card. Okay, sure. Always. Whatever, whatever you say, my friend. <laughs> but, yeah, so Jimmy Uso, Uso goes over Chad Gable. Um, Jimmy Uso? What's up? I said Jimmy Uso? Uso no, Uso. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then we had a backstage segment with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn complaining how they're not even on Survivor Series, and I was complaining right along with them. It's one of those things where it's like, I I feel like there's no way they're not involved in the finish. Yeah. But also, hasn't Kevin Owens been in a pay-per-view match for every single, like, as since he's debuted, I think I read that he's he, that he's been in every pay-per-view I, I match. I don't think he's missed a pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, like, it'll be kind of sad that, you know, if he's not booked tonight, It'll be especially sad for me, though, because, like, the fact that you're finally trying to push something with Sami Zayn, and he's not even on Survivor Series. Uh, I really think them getting sent home on the European tour really hurt him. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But it was just, like, I mean, like, even then, it was, like, it was such a minute thing that not a lot of people even really noticed. Yeah, but, I mean, you know... Don't it, don't cross Vince. It shouldn't. It, it apparently, wasn't that minute because they. I don't think they would have sent their two top SmackDown stars home if it wasn't a bigger deal. Yeah, that yeah. that was just a shock to me. The fact that they did that because it really was just crazy. Yeah, but then came out of left field. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, but then to finish off SmackDown Live, we had the New Day versus Sammy and Kevin Owens. Um, the match was good, but then... It gave it a lot of time. It had a lot of time. They had a lot of time, yeah. And it was then, like 30 minutes left when it, like the promo for New Day started. I was like, wow, there's something. Like, as you were to say, there's something that was going to happen, right, Austin? Oh, yeah, there was something, and something did happen. Oh, something, something for sure. The Shield comes out with their beautifully sewn t-shirts of Raw and the Shield, and then um, 
Sammy and Kevin Owens immediately bail from the ring. Which I thought was good. Yeah, that was great. And then the Shield just starts attacking the New Day. Usos try to come and save them, but the bar comes out. The women's locker room comes out, and they just start going after them. And they just raided the locker room. Yeah, just everybody. Sm- yep, SmackDown was under siege. It was payback for Monday Night Raw. And then the there was a great scene after Shane brought out the locker room from SmackDown to come and try to save their team. Kurt just comes out to Braun and then just brings Braun out and all hell starts breaking loose. And then, of course, Shane, being the jackass that he is, tries to start a fight with Braun Strowman. I liked it. Just oh, Let me punch you weirdly. And it was at that moment Shane McMahon knew he was about to die. Yep, this was the moment where <laughs> Shane McMahon killed himself. And then... Shield does a great thing where they force Shane to look at the car and he's like, "You did this. This was your fault. Like this wouldn't have happened. It was if it wasn't for you. How's that feel?" And then Kurt Angle just stares at Shane, thumbs up, thumbs down, triple power bomb to Shane, angle po- angle slam to Shane, and then a second one to a second triple power bomb to Shane, just getting completely murdered. But of course, that be second fun. one felt so awkward to me because it was like, are they short on time? Why are they just standing there? And then I was like, one more time. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, of course, Shane's gonna be fine for the pay per view, though. Of course. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Unless he's not, unless and he's they not. fill it with a last minute replacement like a Maharaja who's doing nothing. No. Or Kevin Owens and Sammy. No. no. Oh. Maharaja, Maharaja. <laughs> no. No, I, I would be fine with Kevin Owens or Sammy though. That would be great though. Um, but the only question I had after this after this segment was, who the hell played the Raw theme after they beat up everyone? <laughs> like, or the Shield theme, or Bronze theme, or yeah, any of this. yeah. Who's the sound guy? Did they just did the, they should have had a scene where the sound guy just beat up from Monday Night Raw, beat up the sound guy from SmackDown, <laughs> or just had Aiden English come out just, just, just it's Rusev it's Day. Rusev Day. <laughs> yeah, where was Rusev in all this? I didn't even see him. He was hiding. Yeah, of course. He, he's still trying to qualify for the Survivor Series team. Yeah. Oh, poor Rusev. But he's, he's hunting down John Cena. Yeah. Like, you need to win a match! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I mean, that was Raw and SmackDown just complete and utter chaos in a, in a sense. It was just really, really crazy. Some, Very good shows. Little... I think SmackDown had the better go-home show. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was just the home moment. That better, yeah. Yeah, better, like, that was lasting that, moment. Yeah, that was the best moment in terms of like going home, like you get you hyped for SummerSlam. I mean, for Survivor Series, if if Raw ended with Triple H, I felt like that would be the moment to get everyone hyped up, and then that would have been better. But we had to end with Kane getting power slammed through the ring, which literally didn't mean anything mm-hmm. going into Survivor Series. Like right. that's supposed to be your go home show for a pay-per-view, you want to finish it with something that matters to the pay-per-view, not right. with something that is just kind of happening on your show that's not going to be featured on the pay-per-view. And I agree. I at think... least at least as far as we know. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even remember how long Survivor Series is supposed to be, but I'm sure they'll probably stretch for time. It's, it's a two-hour I mean, two show. kickoff show. Exactly. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, Do you the fact... guys think they're going to add in one more kickoff match? Because as far as I'm aware, the only kickoff match is Enzo Kalisto. I'm sure they will, most likely, uh, be, just because of the fact that they they know it's just like if you're gonna have a two hour pre show, I don't want like thirty like thirty minutes of it to be wrestling, and then an hour and thirty of it being just experts David talking and, and Peter Rosenberg arguing. Yeah, well, I mean, I like Peter, but like I probably I, do like. Rue 7, Aiden English versus, like, Shelton and Gable or something. Christ. I mean, yeah, like... So Maybe Rue 7, English versus the Hype Bros. Yeah. Continually tease the Hype Bros to break up, but they never will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, they haven't even pulled the trigger on that because we haven't seen the Hype Bros on SmackDown, at, like, at all no. in the nope. last few weeks. So, hopefully, at least, like, if they do end up throwing some other matches on the cards, hopefully they're used to, like, actually, like, elevate some storylines and make some yeah. storylines matter. Or and even, like, or or at least do the, you know, well, since the only time Raw and SmackDown can compete, make it Raw versus SmackDown matches. Like, I wouldn't mind if they threw together, like, you know, Bray Wyatt versus Rusev or, like, Matt Hardy Ooh. versus, like, Kevin Owens. You know what I mean? These just I would be fine with Kevin and Sammy versus the bar. Yeah, well the bar's already booked. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Kevin that. Kevin and Sammy versus Gallows and Anderson. There you go. Or Sammy and Sammy and Kevin Anderson. Owens versus Slater and Rhino. No. Tell me that's no 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 no. Slater Claus and Mrs. Claus Rhino. Oh yeah, my there we god. Go. There you go. Oh my god. 
But yeah, I mean, that has been the week in wrestling, and that has been another episode of Ringmasters. Once again, I want to thank my friend Greg Kirby for joining us on this hellacious adventure through Skype's troubles. <laughs> we, we Let's know, not thank Skype and its connection issues. Definitely you know, not. We uh, It was rough, but we know we got through it. Yep, and we're definitely going to start, we're going to iron out the kinks and hopefully... Next time we have a guest on through Skype, then it'll be a lot more cleaner and it will have a lot less issues. So thank you, Greg, for being our guinea pig for of testing course, this out. Thank you guys out. for inviting me. Absolutely, man. It was great having you. You got a Twitter handle we can plug for you, brother? Uh, at Kerbit the Frog. Oh, yeah. uh, it's like Kermit the Frog, but K I R B I T the Frog. That's incredible. Uh huh. And he's got it. And he's also got his new oh. YouTube. Yeah, he's got his new YouTube channel that he launched. It's Confounded Kirby. Did I say that right? Oh man, what what do you do on the channel, brother? Confounded with a K, not a C. Uh, yep. It's, at the moment, just wrestling stuff. I'm hoping to get some gaming stuff. I just got to figure out capturing all that. I literally started with it last week. We are trying to do some review stuff, hopefully try to get guests on. And like if you guys want to, I'd be totally down. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we would be down for sure yeah. to be on your, on your YouTube channel. So make sure you go subscribe to his channel. What was it called again? Confounded Kirby. Confounded with a K. So K-O-N Founded Kirby. Perfect. All right. Yep, that's perfect. And then, of course, Ringmasters has their own Twitter account. You can follow that at Ringmasters Pod. You can follow me at SZoomer4 on Twitter. And you can follow Chad. I am at Chad100, and the YouTube channel is coming. Yes, we are working on getting the YouTube channel for the Ringmasters podcast we're going to have all of the Ringmasters episodes backlogged onto the channel and some new content. Like, offic- like sooner or later, I will be shown Okada versus Omega. And it's great. And I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm excited for that. I'm oh, excited yeah. for him to see I'm it. Sure- Which one, by the way? Oh, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him the Wrestle Kingdom one. All right. Okay. That, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. That should be one hell of a show. But yeah, thank you again once again for joining us on another episode of Ringmasters. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no.